Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Here's Michael at the foul line. A shot on Elo. Good! The Bulls win it! They win it! Pippen runs down the lane. Dumps it out the horse. Paxson for three! Yeah! Rose crosses over the fadeaway. So a Bulls legend goes on the record with GQ and then doubles down on it in an interview with Dan Patrick. It's a great interview. Obviously, that's going to be a big topic of discussion as it has been on Chicago Sports Radio all week. We'll break it all down for you right here on the Believe in Bulls podcast here on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm Nick Schultz. So, so great to be back with you for another week. Yeah, this has been an interesting week, especially if you're a uh, Scottie Pippen fan like my sister is. So let's get you caught up. Scottie Pippen, obviously... Bulls legend, six-time NBA champion, seven-time All-Star. He went on the record with GQ, and he had some interesting comments about the play in 1994 when Tony Kukoc made the game-winning shot and Scotty infamously stayed on the bench. He refused to go in the game. Just to refresh your memories, here's what that sounded like. 1.8 left, no timeouts left for the Bulls. Myers triggers the inbounds pass. Kukoc for the win. It's one of the most well-known shots in Bulls history, right? And as we learned in the last dance, Scottie Pippen decided he was going to stay on the bench. He was not happy to, you know, say the understatement of the year with Phil Jackson for not drawing that play up for him. And there he was on the record with GQ talking about how it was a, quote, racial move by Phil Jackson to give Tony Kukoc the ball instead of him. And earlier this week, in an amazing interview with Dan Patrick, can we just appreciate Dan Patrick's interview style? I don't know how he does it, but I've always, as someone who prides themselves on interviewing skills, the less is more strategy that Dan Patrick uses to get his guests to 
talk. Well, he so Dan doesn't say a lot, but his guests will go on and on and on. It is amazing as someone who has studied interviewing and journalism, and that's just me geeking out over this. Nonetheless, there are only a few people I'd want doing this interview. Dan Patrick is one of them. So let's listen to this first bite where he's asking Scotty about the GQ article and about the quote about how it was a, quote, racial move to give Tony Kukoc the ball. Help me understand the GQ article where you talked about the 1994 playoff game when you refused to go back in the game and Phil set up the play for Tony Kukoc. Well, I mean, it's not much to be said. If you go back and look at when Scottie Pippen entered the Bulls and when Tony Kukoc entered the Bulls and who deserved the last shot of the game. No, no, um, no. I understand that, Scotty. I'm just going by what you said. You said you need to read between the fine lines. And then you go on to say it was a racial move to give him, Tony Kukoc, a ride. So, well, I mean, if you knew that Scottie Pippen had been with the Bulls from 87, battled through the Pistons, and every other team that we had to get to those three championships, wouldn't you give Scottie Pippen one opportunity to get a last second shot without Michael Jordan? Like one year without Michael Jordan, can I get one shot? Like I'm doing all the dirty work. But all of that, I understand from the basketball standpoint, but when you say a racial move. Well, why would, why would Tony, who was a rookie get the last second shot and you put me out? bounds that's what i mean racial like that was scotty pippen's team but but Phil pippen then, was but, but, on pace to be an mvp that year right yeah okay well why would you put him in a position not to be successful why wouldn't you put him in a position to succeed michael jordan is not there so who's next in line for you now i can understand where scotty's coming from in that First year without Michael Jordan, he wants it to be his show, et cetera, et cetera. But if you look at the numbers, you got the numbers in front of me. One of these players shot 48% from the field. The other shot 50% from the field. Scottie Pippen was the one who shot 48%. Tony Kukoc shot 50%. So if you're looking at the numbers, statistically speaking, Tony Kukoc was the better shooter that year. Now, let's get to the second clip where Dan Patrick asks if Scotty has talked to Phil about this. But have you talked to Phil about this? Because by saying a racial move, then you're, you're calling Phil a racist. I don't got a problem with that. Do you think Phil was or is? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, do you remember Phil Jackson left the Lakers, went, wrote a book on Kobe Bryant, and then came back and coached him? I mean, who would do that? You name someone in professional sports that would do that, you know? I think he tried to expose Kobe in a way that he shouldn't have. You're the head coach, and you're the guy that sits in the locker room and tells the players, this is a circle, and everything stays within the circle because that's what team is about. But you as the head coach open it up. And now you go out and you try to belittle, at that time, probably one of the greatest players in the game. This question is what led to the headline, because Scotty said he doesn't have a problem with calling Phil Jackson a racist. And that is quite the allegation to throw out there. 
And I really don't know what else to say about that. But that is, wow, that, that's an allegation to throw out there. Now, let's get to the third and final clip that we'll play where Dan brings up the Steve Kerr play. And this is probably the most ridiculous quote out of this entire interview from Scottie Pippen. Let's hear it. But I go back and Phil designed a play for Steve Kerr when Mike was <clears> there. And Mike Mike didn't have a problem with that, did he? I don't, I don't want to see, you're not, you're, you're not setting me up to answer the right question. What do you mean Phil set up a play for Steve Kerr? He didn't set that play up for Steve Kerr. He set that play up for Michael Jordan. I thought in the huddle, Mike says, I'm going to throw you the ball. You'll be open at the felon. That, and Phil had nothing to do with that? And you don't want to get this show started because it'll take us a long time. Do you know all those cameras that's sitting in that huddle who they was working for? The NBA. So you know who Michael was speaking to when he said that, right? <laughs> that was that was planned. <laughs> that was speaking to the to the camera. That wasn't speaking out of what we're gonna have to do, what the play is gonna be. That was speaking to the camera. Had John had uh, John Stockton not came down, trust me. <laughs> but that was building his own documentary. Because he knew he was controlling the cameras. <laughs> you understand English? Yeah. Okay. So all those cameras that was working were working basically for Michael Jordan. <laughs> Not for the Chicago Bulls. But they you- were building the Come Fly With Me, the Air Jordan videos. That's what it was. It, that was not naturally spoken. Okay. That was rehearsed. So now everything's rehearsed. The cameras were working for Michael Jordan. They were not working for the NBA. That was not genuine when Michael said to Steve Kerr, be ready, I'm going to throw you the ball. Everything is now rehearsed. That's where we're at with this whole thing. All right. I am not going to go too much into what Scotty said about Phil. It's just not my place. However, this one I'm going to just tell Scotty to shut his mouth before he says something else more ridiculous because that makes no sense. It doesn't make any sense. The cameras were working for Michael Jordan. They were not working for the Bulls. They were not working for the NBA. They were working for Michael Jordan for the commercials, for the documentaries, everything. That is absolutely ridiculous. I, I, don't, I don't know what else to say about that. Just really? You're throwing this out there right now that the cameras were working for Michael and the play for Steve Kerr when Michael said he'd throw the ball to Steve Kerr was actually designed for Michael Jordan, but Michael wanted to look like a hero or not even look like a hero because he would have looked like a hero if he made the shot. So he wanted to look like this nice teammate and pass the ball to Steve Kerr so he could make the shot. What if Steve Kerr missed the shot, Scotty? What would you say about that if Steve Kerr missed that shot? I think that play was designed. If it wasn't designed by Phil, Michael was the one who made the call that said, oh, I'm throwing the ball to you at the free throw line. And he hit the shot. This whole interview was crazy. And again, it's been all over Chicago sports radio all week. Dan Patrick actually had Sylvie, uh, Mark Silverman from Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN 1000 on to talk about it. And yeah, this has been 
a whole thing. <laughs> it's just been nuts. So that's been the Scotty Pippen situation all week. I'll leave that up to you guys to think about that. Maybe shoot me a tweet or whatever. I'd love to talk about it because you got to remember, I did not. At least I don't remember seeing Scottie Pippen play because I was born in July of 98. So I missed all of the championships. And I was too young to see Scottie play for Portland. So that's where I'm at. But I want to know what you guys think. Shoot me a tweet at Nick Schultz underscore seven on Twitter. And yeah, go listen to that whole interview. Because I, I wanted to play the whole thing. But I've only got you know, a 20 minute show. I'm not going to take up five minutes playing an interview from Dan Patrick. So I chopped it up a little bit. Uh, the clips were from at DP show on Twitter. Go listen to the whole thing. It's a really good interview from a journalistic standpoint. Cause again, Dan Patrick is incredible. And I really think he should have stayed on the sports center desk. Cause he was a great news anchor, but he's an amazing interviewer. So go listen to it. Even with the ridiculous things Scotty's saying about the cameras and whatnot, that was the news of the week. Now, I made a prediction last week on the show about the Bulls in the first round. I went out here and I said that I could see the Bulls trading into the first round. I went as so far to say it will happen. Well, I was reading on the Twitterverse today and saw Casey Johnson did a mailbag, so I went to read it, as I usually do. Casey's mailbags are awesome over at NBCSportsChicago.com, and there was a question and an answer that caught my eye. So the question was about what are your predictions on what the Bulls will do with the 38th pick, given all the roster spots, et cetera, et cetera. I remember all the backlash still existed that came with the Jordan Bell pick sell a few drafts ago, but I like to think that this situation is very different this year. Yes, I remember the Jordan Bell pick too, and I'm still not happy about it. And Casey talks about, um, an argument can be made that selling the pick this year would be an even more egregious oversight than the Bell situation in 2017. That one produced backlash more for the fact it came on the night the Bulls plunged into a full rebuild by trading Jimmy Butler and then sold an asset for cash than because of the player, though some fans like Bell's upside, too. But you read on. The last paragraph of this answer. I know the Bulls' brain trust not only scouted the combine, but had plans to continue working the draft, not only for the 38th pick, but to be prepared in case any opportunities arise to trade into the first round. Looks like my prediction might happen. I am going to be so tuned in on draft night for this. This is going to be awesome. And I do know the Bulls have met, at least it's been reported that they've met, with Scotty Barnes of Florida State and Io DeSumo of the Illinois Fighting Illini. You might recognize the name Io DeSumo if you've listened to the podcast because he's a name I told you to watch for during the NCAA tournament. And I did an appearance with my buddy Joey Christopoulos over Believe in Betting Chicago. And we talked about any potential NBA draft candidates to come out of the NCAA tournament this year. And one name I threw out there was Io Sumu, and maybe he could fall to the Bulls. That was one name I threw out there. So maybe that can happen too. Maybe I'll be like Nostradamus out here and be predicting all kinds of stuff. And hopefully it'll translate to my sports betting habits, which are not going well. But we're not going to talk about that right now. I want to just acknowledge how aggressive Arturis Karnaschovas and Mark Eversley are going to be at the draft. At least I think they're going to be this aggressive in this year's draft. I love it. And if you are going to trade into the first round and go back and listen to last week's show, I kind of touched on it a little bit. Who are you going to trade? Who can bring you a first round pick this year? Could it be Thaddeus Young? 
Could it be Tomas Sadoransky? Could it be Lowry Markkinen in a sign-in trade? I really don't know. I think we're going to get a lot of clarity in the next few weeks. Obviously, the playoffs are still ongoing, so things are going to be kind of quiet while the conference finals and NBA finals go on, which the playoffs have been really, really fun so far. And I hope that continues into the next series, even despite all the injuries. But yeah, I think we're going to get a lot of clarity in the next few weeks. We'll see. And I'm going to start thinking about I want you to start thinking about it as well. Who would you trade for a first-round pick? And who would maybe get you a first-round pick? Think about that for next week. I'm going to wrap it up here for this week's episode of Believe in Bulls here on the Believe Podcast Network. Please subscribe, Apple, Spotify, and big news, we're coming to Amazon Music. We are going to be on Amazon Music soon. I don't know when exactly, but that is in the near future. You can listen to Believe in Bulls on Amazon Music if you listen to your podcast there. Also, I do want to take a second to thank all of you for listening. We had a really good month this month with listenership. We almost had... 100 downloads this month and is by far the highest total we've had yet thank you all for your support and please continue to subscribe and listen along and let's increase that number i might throw out something on twitter about something i'll do if we reach a certain number we'll see but thank you thank you thank you thank you for all of your support as we venture into our seventh month of the pod even into the off season here the fact that we had that number in the off season is so great to see and that is a testament to you the listeners, and I thank you again for everything, and I hope to see you back here. Have a great 4th of July weekend. See you back here next Wednesday on the podcast. Have a great week, everybody. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.